Hey, I'm Cody from Unqualified Gamers, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of all things good and nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great. Forward. <laughs> Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. We're professional on here. We are professional, and I'm totally not coloring in a coloring book. Redesigning all the Disney princesses so that they look like real people. I'm totally not doing that right now. Um, I don't believe you. Why? You should totally believe me. And everything that I say, I do not lie. Also, my hair is made it's of... It's not fire. like we can't hear you coloring on your microphone right now or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it kind of gives it away when you got a sensitive mic, Naki. Well, I, I asked you if you could hear it, and you didn't sit, respond, so I thought I was okay. <laughs> Uh, all I saw in the chat was, can you hear me? And that was before I had headphones in, so I could not hear you. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'm finishing. I'm finishing. I'm done. Okay, I'm going to stop coloring now. Um, I am the most professional podcaster that ever podcasted. I don't understand. will podcast. Exactly. I don't understand why I don't get paid for this as I sit here and color my Disney princesses. God, it'd be great to get paid for this. I've heard that people do get paid for this. It's not us, but I've heard that people do. It'd be nice. Do you guys want to pay us? us? Pay me. I am a poor college student. And I'm lazy and don't want to work. I mean, what? What? So yesterday my friend gave me a kigurumi of Stitch, so it, um, those of you who follow me on Facebook or... Twitter, even though I don't really post to Twitter that much anymore. Yeah, you're not or, much of a tweet person anymore. Or Instagram. There you go. I don't get Instagram. Maybe it's because I'm old. You it's, are pretty old. I'm barely a year older than you. You're pretty old. <laughs> yeah, we'll laugh when you turn 30. Then you're going to be pretty old, too. I'm going to turn 30 in August, but I'm not, not, not thinking about that, even though I want to go to Thailand. Happy 30th birthday. I'm going to play with elephants. This could end poorly. Please get someone there with a camera to record this. Um, I'm just saying you could stay on an elephant rescue and you could play with the elephants. And that's what I want to do because I want to play with the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> you can ride one too. And it's like one of my best friend went last year and, uh, she said, and this is one of the girls who, like, she loves to go skydiving, and she's a huge thrill seeker. 
and she said that riding an elephant was terrifying. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> I still want to go to Thailand. I should make a fun GoFundMe. Fund me to go to Thailand for my birthday. Yes, but what's the incentive for funding other than just feeling good about oneself? I will give you a high five. I've already gotten a high five. Actually, I think I attacked you with a hug. Pretty sure that was the case, actually, but we'll just <laughs> pretend otherwise. You recognized me from my hair. I still think that's hilarious. It was colorful. At the time, I did have very colorful hair. Now my hair's just red. But See, suddenly, a colorful things. streak attacked a, tie- a giant who didn't realize that you were a giant. <laughs> it was entertaining, at least. Yeah. Are you coming to C2E2 this year? Probably not. Lame. I'm going to emphasize that with the lame. Lame. Super lame. Meh. Potato waste will be down here for C2E2 again. Now you guys are making me feel bad about not going to C2E2. You should come to C2E2. Or Star Wars Celebration. I will accept Star Wars Celebration because I will be there too. <laughs> Everyone's going to be at Star Wars Celebration this year. Really? I'm going to have Well, I meant just in people. general because, let's think, Star Wars 7 is this year. They're going to yep. go there in the hopes of seeing something new for Star Wars 7. I will high-five all the people at Star Wars Celebration. All of them. No, I won't. You know why? That's a lot of germs. I'm going to get sick. i got stuff to do. People see. Pup got see, the that's the trade-off. you got to be careful. You don't want to get all the germs. All the Germans. Wait, what? Wait, huh? <laughs> I'm so I confused. Don't, I don't want all the Germans. I, I don't I, even know how to respond to this. I'll be honest. I don't honest. either. <laughs> I don't either. I really don't. I mean, nope, never mind. I almost said something too personal, so never mind. Screw that. Farting dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> But this is what we're known for on here. Maybe we should just start with some fart and dick jokes. I don't know. <laughs> so yesterday... <laughs> I love how that got that chuckle. <laughs> yesterday we were... Um, it was me and a couple girls. We were, dis- we were discussing um, what we would do if we had a penis just for one day. And I decided mine is going to get <laughs> dress up and makeover. And I'm just going to put Barbie clothes on it and hats. Lots of hats. <laughs> um, we also want to push elevator buttons and, you know, just run around peeing on things because, you know, we can't do that. And <laughs> yeah. Shut up. We, can, we don't have penises. We don't know what you people do with them. <laughs> um, we pee on all the things. <laughs> we pee on lots of things. I mean, what? I'd want to, like, do target practice. I'd just be chugging water all day just so I could have target practice. And then... Well, see, that's the problematic thing. There's a lot of guys just don't aim and they just go, and that's why public restrooms are so scary. Because they're piss-infested. Yeah, so is the women's side, because women hover, and then they piss all over the seat. And then they don't clean it up because they're fucking disgusting. And the rest of us are like, why? Well, I don't know. Is that good or bad if they don't clean it? Because if they just wipe it off, then you don't know someone's pissed all over. So it's kind of a crapshoot. That's true. No pun intended. I just realized as I said that. Ew. No pooping on the seat. See, it's one of the fundamental differences between a men's restroom and a ladies' restroom. If I have to go use the toilet, I know someone else has pooped there. There's no guarantee that's happened in the ladies' restroom. So you're not sure how defiled the toilet's been already. 
That is true. You guys have an advantage over us. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think I would rather pee into a trough than sometimes, like, well, some of them are really clean. Like, I don't, the my school's rest, public restrooms are actually, like, really nice. And I'm okay with that, because they go, like, you see them, like, Every half hour, go in there and wipe everything down, and you're just like sitting here, like, is this your job? You just stand in front of the bathroom and clean them, like every half hour. Um, but they just like literally, the janitors just circle the floor that they're assigned to, and it's like every half hour they clean them. See, that's not bad. Stephen brought up one of the things that's the most disgusting in the men's restroom. Is he goes somehow every now and then I see piss on top of the urinal. Yeah, I do too, and I don't get it. Isn't that peeing with a hard on? No. I mean, I don't think so. That's kind of gross if people have hard-ons at work. <laughs> hey, <laughs> God, I, mean, I love my job. <laughs> sometimes, uh, I would imagine sometimes it would happen. Something sexy happens. Uh, so, uh, this has been Bathroom Talk on the All Things Good and Dirty <laughs> podcast. Recorded live on Sunday, January 11th, 2015. Well, let's get into the real nerdy stuff. And before we get started... You guys might have noticed you're only hearing myself and Naki talking to start the show. Anthony is not going to be here this week because his internet is not working at the moment. But don't worry. If you need your dose of Bachman, come back next week. He should be here next week. Oh, no. Oh, no. My, my, my comic book pile is falling over. This is fantastic. It's the leaning tower of comics and it's falling. This is the hazard of live podcasting, folks, is that Crazy stuff like this happens, and it's quite entertaining. And I could edit it out of the podcast when we put it out, but there's two reasons I won't. One, I'm lazy. And two, because I find it entertaining. My leaning tower of comics. They were all in order. Now they're sort of in order. No. No? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm a sad panda. Now I am the saddest. <laughs> So uh, before we get started with the show, though, I did have a special announcement that I was seeing on the Facebooks and the Twitters today. If you're a geeky person or nerdy person or you just like geeky and nerdy things and you want to write about them, they're looking for writers and volunteer writers, well, excuse me, all volunteer writers, over at gunnageek.com. So go check out the website if it's something you're interested in. Go email steven at gunnageek.com. That's Steven with a P-H, not a V. Yeah, pluggy, 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 pluggy. Yeah, he's watching live right now, so if we wait about 45 seconds after the plug has gone out, then we will uh, see his response in there. But wait, there's, until... no ba- there's no babies crying? He has two babies. Well, not yet. Maybe the babies are still asleep. I don't know. It's three hours earlier in Canardia where he is. That's true. I feel like this this is not a place where Steven lurks anymore because babies... Children happen. They get in the way of things, I imagine. That's why I don't plan on having any. I will have no babies. And humanity thanks you for that, Naki, because that would birth the cyborg revolution. It's true. And you know what? Maybe I should have babies just to eat your face. Eat your face. No. Aww. I'm glad we we hashed this out, though. It's been a while since it's been just Chris and I doing a podcast. <laughs> we get a little punchy when that we happens. Uh, not we like do. actual punch punch, but like we've been punched in the face a few times and then we're loopy. Yeah. And it's also, well, I guess it's after 10 now. I've been awake for half an hour. Hooray. <laughs> I got up at like 8.30 this morning and it was crappy because it was cold out. And 
I didn't like it. And my basement was cold, so I've had my space heater on for an hour, and it's just now up to 50 degrees in here. No, 60, I think it said. I have to go look. Whiner! I have a drafty closet. My basement is about 15 degrees colder than the rest of my house on a regular basis. That must be nice in the summer. In the summer, it's glorious. In the winter, my feet are ice cubes right now. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I want visual proof. Do well, I don't, want to show my, I don't want to show my feet on camera because that's a weird fetish thing, and I don't want to indulge in it with some people. Well, some people have the fetish for shiny bald heads, so there you go. <laughs> that's true. I do need to cut my hair that's remaining because it's long for me. It looks like half an inch. It might be. My beard is long, too, because I haven't actually... I just trim it, and it's been growing out since November, early November. So, like, kid you not, it's been freezing in here this week in the state where I live. And when I'd go into work, my beard would frost up. Nice. I had, like, icicles hanging off of on the, off my beard. <laughs> it's been really cold here, too. They actually shut down the schools. And I got pissed because, like, they never... I've never had a school school, like, snow day when I went to school. And we would have the same temperatures. Like, we had, like, negative 5, negative 7, negative 11, I think. And they closed the schools for those days. And I'm, like, sitting here, like, I had to go to school. They just didn't have bus service. And, like, we had to just get our asses to school. It's not like the schools aren't heated. Knock, you sound old right now. I am old. Back in my day, we walked uphill two ways. You know what? I had 102 kids in two hours, or 105 kids in two hours because of these fucking school days. School snow days, and I was pissed. <laughs> and they're all terrible. All are terrible. <laughs> I hate children. But I'm sure the people in the chat room, people listening later, they, they want us to talk about some nerdy stuff. So maybe we should roll into that, you think? Eh, fine. All right, so it's time for the news of the week. News of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. And Naki, I'm going to be gracious and let you go first because oh, I don't want to. Oh, thanks. That's what I'm here to do. Thanks, sweetie. Um, You're okay. going to start those rumors up again. You better stop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have all met my boyfriend. It's not Chris. <laughs> it is not me. Um, Chris has his own life with a cat. He loves the cat. He Cats are dicks. Much. <laughs> okay, so my news of the week makes me really happy. It probably annoys the shit out of Anthony. But uh, Bob's Burgers got renewed for season six, so I'm super excited because I love me some Bob's Burgers. Uh, apparently, after last season's finale, um, ratings went up, like, 60%. And uh, that's because last season they actually did, like, a drama-filled, like, crazy season finale, and it was super good. Like, they did a really good job with it. I actually have not gotten to watch any of this season so far. Oh, no, I take that back. I watched, like, the first three episodes of this season, because um, Hulu. Um, and it won an Emmy last year, too. It did win an Emmy last year. It was... I wish Anthony would give it another chance, but, you know, I understand. Also, Bob's Burgers also has a comic book series out now. Um, the comic book is very... Um, much like the um, Bravest Warriors comic, which is really weird. But it's okay. It's not a bad series. And uh, it's it's kind of 
like to me this is all of this is cool because I really 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 like Bob's Burgers because it really really is my family um just in kick cartoon form and they own a restaurant instead of like a factory so <laughs> it's it's crazy it's weird it's just it's just a funny show and like the thing that that gets me about Bob's Burgers like at the at its heart the family all loves each other very, very, very much. It's not like when you watch um, Family Guy and all they do is make fun of the children. Shut up, Nick. Exactly. Like that. Like, like that. Like that. You know, for a long time, people used to say that to me, and I was really upset because I thought everybody hated me. But they're like, no, you just look like Meg. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Isn't Meg really ugly? Because <laughs> 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 now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm a sad panda. Um, but like you know, they they're not they don't love each other or anything like that. Like at its core, Bob's Burgers is very much about the family and how much they actually care about each other. And they're kind of like they've got like Tina is the awkward, weird um, teenage girl, which would be me if if it was real life. And um, the two like younger siblings, like they defend her. They're like, what was it that they said? They're like. Um, it was something like you have to be in mom's uterus to be to make fun of Tina, so or something like that. I don't remember. Um, because they were because she was getting blackmailed and it was. Um, but it's a, it, it, like I said, it's just a really good show. I'm glad that they got renewed. Um, I hope Archer also gets renewed. Um, because this season started off this week. And uh, they're back to being spies. It's no longer the Archer Vice. So. Well, it sort of makes sense. That that was a big change, and I think it's because they were bored and they realized that maybe we should go back to what we had before. I mean, Archer Vice I thought was pretty funny. It took me a couple times to watch it to find it funny because I didn't really understand like why they did it. But like the creator went on air and was like, was like, yeah, I was bored, so. Yeah, I'll be that. I'll be honest. I've only watched a couple episodes of Archer, but my girlfriend loves it, so I'm going to make the effort to go back and watch it. What I did see was entertaining. I I like it because it's got like it's it was just it was just fun. Like it's I I get like don't get me wrong. I really like watching Flash, Arrow, Constantine. Um, I'm watching Supernatural right now, but I'm still not really into it. Um, I like all these shows, but they're so drama-filled. It's good to have something to break up that drama, and Archer and Bob's Burgers are my two that really break that up. That's true. Address from the chat room, he's asking, Naki, did you ever download that humble bundle of Bob's Burgers? I did. Thank you very much, Draftsman. He had gifted it to me, um, the first issue of uh, Bob's Burgers. And, yes, thank you very much. I did download, I did download that. All right, so what'd you think of it then, just to continue this trend? Um, I liked it. Um, I had the physical copy of it, and I haven't actually, I hadn't read the physical copy, but I did read the digital copy that was gifted to me. Um, and I liked it. It's Like I said, it's kind of weird because it's set up the same way the Bravest Warrior comic book is, and I thought that's kind of weird. But each, like, it, it's three individual stories per issue of the comic book, and it's like each one is based off of one of the kids, and then it's it's good. 
but they're they're just so random, and they don't I don't think they're in continuity with with the rest of the show. So it's just like little weird stories with each of the characters from Bob's Burgers, and interesting. It, they're fun. They're fun, for sure. I like I like funny little things like that. Ow! And then my back seized up. That's a good time. That's because she's a robot. Draftsman says, I like Bob's Burgers, but I'm not up to date with it. But he does say, Archer is amazing. So everyone keeps telling me it's so good. I'll get to it at some point, I promise. It's just not on the top of my list. It's a quick watch, too. Like It's not like if you were to sit down and watch all of Supernatural like I'm doing. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That's, what, 11 seasons now? Oh, dear God. It just seems to go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still only in season one, and I'm like, dear God, can I please get to, like, the good stuff? <laughs> They're like, oh, it'll hit its stride in season four. I'm like, do I have to watch all of this? Well, yeah. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> so much. Um, has, has it been figured out if they're continuing Constantine or not? Because I really like Constantine, and I hope that they... It can. hasn't been said one way or another. So I think it depends on how their ratings are in the back half of the season, what happens with it. God damn it, everybody watch Constantine. So uh, let me roll next into my news of the week, and this was just really cool to me. I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Marvel.com announced that they have a new guest star joining the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. It is none other than one of my favorite actors, Edward James Almost. That's so right. Say we Admiral all. Fracken Adama is going to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So say we all. So say we all. All they've said is he'll play a character named Robert Gonzalez, whose character, whose addition as a character is said to instigate, quote, massive repercussions for Director Coulson and his team, end quote. I hope it's something huge. You're something huge. Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> um, I'm not going to comment any more than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, you're going to start those rumors. Don't do it. I made no comments, but uh, Edward James almost coming back to TV. I'm stoked. I loved his run as Admiral Dama. I heard he was fantastic on uh, Dexter as well. But I think he's a really good actor, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see him opposite Clark Gregg in some scenes at some point. He was really good in Dexter. Um, him and John Lithgow were my two favorite like big baddies. John Lithgow is just so cool because he can flip the switch between badass or funny and all that stuff. He's so talented. He is. Like, but his character in Dexter, holy shit. It was, that that whole season was just this crazy roller coaster ride. It was so good. And you didn't think that they could top that. And then you got Edward James Almost's character and you're like, what? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's, I, I don't know. Those are two very talented actors, and I still think it's criminal that Edward James almost was never nominated nor won any awards for portraying Admiral Adama. That's because it's Seafy. Yeah. Well, they did win a Peabody. And they back did. then, back then it was sci-fi stills before Siffy happened. Does Siffy even have anything on there anymore? Um... Yeah, but I'm not... Uh, Ascension, I didn't watch because I heard it was crap, but I wanted to. The thing I've actually enjoyed, and it's sort of in their contest programming, I like Face Off because I like the special effects of makeup stuff. And then have you heard of the show they have called Wizard Wars? No. It is intriguing. It's hosted by Penn and & Teller and a couple other magicians, and basically it's a magic contest. 
Hmm. And it is. Uh, we watched it over the New Year's holiday. They ran the first six episodes of it because the next season starts in February. The premise of the show is basically they have uh, four magician challengers that come in and they're paired up in teams of two and they're given six props, four to six props I think it is when they come on and they say build an act around this and then do the act. So Penn and Teller and the judges have to pick who the winner is of that performance. Mm-hmm. They pick that and then they take on the house, the house magicians, the wizards as they're called. Where mm-hmm. they get another four to six props and say, "Here, build a act around this." So it's impromptu magic, and it is incredibly fun. And you're like, "How the hell did they do that?" I'm I'm on a big magic kick right now, honestly. But I mean, I think one of the coolest things I saw is one of the props they had to use was a rocking chair. In the uh, the group of challengers, they basically turned it into paper and shredded it. And I was like, "How the hell did they do that?" <laughs> they picked it up and it turned to paper, and they just shredded it apart. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> After they'd been sitting in the rocking chair during their act, because they had to do uh, chess pieces, they did some transformation of chess pieces and stuff, and they were sitting in the rocking chair. And then they shred it like paper at the end, and I'm like, how the hell did they do that? And like Penn and Teller were sitting, Penn specifically, because Teller doesn't speak, Penn's like, I have no idea how you did that. That's fantastic. That's really cool. I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was going to like it, but... It was really intriguing. If you like magic as a kid or magic acts, anything like that, I can't believe I'm plugging Sci-Fi Channel, but check out Wizard Wars when it comes back. Between that and Face Off, that's what I watch on there. And like I know, I like, start. I like Face Off. I, I never too. followed it like intensely, but I liked Face Off. And I know Stargate Pioneer is a huge fan. Oh, Star Pie's in the chat room right now of um some of the other scripted dramas they have on there. And wow, I'm having a complete uh, defiance. I know he loves that show. I just couldn't get into it, really. I never watched it. Um, have you seen like people talking about this new show, Gal- Galavant? Gal- Galavant? I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's like musical and stuff like that. What What channel is that on? I don't even know what it's on. ABC, I think. Okay. Is it going to be like another Once Upon a Time? Because that's not going to work for me. <laughs> uh, it could be. I don't know. I'm glad. I'm so happy I gave up on Once Upon a Time. I feel like after the first season, and I had to write... Because the reason why I hate Once Upon a Time is I used to write for um, this website, and I had to do the recaps of it, which meant I had to watch each episode at least three times. Well, first time to just watch it, second time to take notes, third time to catch anything that I missed... I fucking hated that show by the time (laughs) that I was done with season one. I was just like, all they do is fucking bitch and hate each other and will Regina do this? Well, yeah, she's going to do that because she's an evil bitch. Like, (laughs) I was so over that show by the time season one ended. I'm like, thank fucking God I can't do this anymore. And people are like, it's gotten so much better since season one. I'm like, I don't care. And now Elsa's in it from Frozen. She's not even, like, an actual, like, story. I'll I'll tell you how they bring me back. Jedi. There you go. The Jedi Star Wars, I'm back. But it's supposed to be, like, the classic fairy tales, which, if they had stuck with the Snow Queen and not Frozen, that would have been one thing. But they went with Frozen, where Elsa is not evil, and I was just like... Uh, so you're just banking off this. Like, that's all that's happening right now, is that we are banking off of Frozen. 
So uh, Stargate Pioneer in the chat room is saying that uh, 12 Monkeys might be good. It's a new series coming to Sci-Fi Channel. It's based off the movie 12 Monkeys. But he is done with Helix and Haven. I wanted to watch Helix. I just watched the first episode. I was like, I don't care. It was Ron Moore, so I wanted to like it, but I didn't. In Haven, I just never started. Haven was supposed to be really good. I used to do their panels when I was still working at the conventions where I would be their, um, I would do their stage management. I'm told I need to do Warehouse 13, and those are all on Netflix, so I might get to that. Yeah, Warehouse 13 is supposed to be really good. Again, another show that I never watched. And Eureka. My dad liked Eureka a lot. I know a lot of people who liked Eureka, but I tried watching the first episode, and I think I was either distracted that day or something. I never really watched it. So. And then uh, Stargate Binary also mentioned Star Wars Rebels is really fun. I watched the movie in the first episode. It's just not must-see TV for me right now. I have not watched it. I tried watching the Lego kind of show that they have, the Yoda Chronicles, and was so disappointed that I was just like, eh, no, I'm okay. It was, it was just, the Yoda Chronicles, like, didn't make any sense, and I don't think it was in canon with anything, and I was like... So it's well, like, not eh. anymore, because um, it's not anything that's not the prequels. Um, excuse me, Clone Wars cartoon, Rebels, and then the movies is no longer canon. That's true. That's true. Rest in peace, Star Wars canon. And I don't know if you'd seen it. I don't even know if we talked about it on the show. Is right before Dark Horse lost the rights to the Marvel. I mean, at the Marvel, the Star Wars books. They were running a sale. It was three hundred dollars on their site, and you got a digital copy of every Star Wars book they'd ever made. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but. The only reason I wanted to bring that up is because I was on Comixology yesterday, and I was uh, looking for just a couple digital downloads that I hadn't gotten yet, like Arrow Season 2.5, and, and the front page was a uh, download Marvel Star Wars. I'm like, Marvel Star Wars? That's not out until like Wednesday, I thought. And I clicked on it, and it is basically everything Dark Horse had done, only they've replaced the Dark Horse logo on the covers with Marvel lo- logos. So, like, it's Dark Empire, it's Legacy, and all of those books that Dark Horse did that Marvel's just selling on Comixology now. Nice. It's <laughs> like, damn. So, so Dark Horse kind of just gave you the bird right before they lost it by selling it for dirt cheap. Yeah, basically. How much are they charging on Comixology for it? It's by each individual book or, uh, or trade paperback they're charging for on there, so it, it varies. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. But it was kind of funny to me to be like, holy crap, this is literally the same stuff that I just recently bought. Because I Good bought some of the stuff on again. <laughs> That would suck if you had bought it again, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't planning on buying Well, I mean, you own the digital ones forever anyways. That Dark Horse just isn't allowed to sell them again based off of that. Right. Oof. Oh, that's the other thing I picked up and read on there, too, is uh, there's a new comic on there. It's Shield number one. Stargate Pioneer reminded me of it in the chat room by saying it was okay. It was an intriguing book, but it's basically a S.H.I.E.L.D. book that takes place in the comic universe, using Coulson and May and a few other characters we've seen on TV. Did you pick up Squirrel Girl number one? I did not pick up Squirrel Girl number one. You're missing out. It is super cute. (laughs) It's on the list. Uh, Let me see. Oh, was there a thing I saw? Daredevil has a release date. It's mid-April, I want to say, is when Daredevil's coming to Netflix. Yes. I think so. I don't have the date off the top of my head. I apologize, guys. I'll look for it here in a sec. But based off the pictures and things I've seen, I am intrigued. I think it could be very fun. I think um, 
I'm, I'm really excited for it. I hope that it's better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I just couldn't get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But. It's a different tone. Uh, yeah, 13 episodes will be debuting on April 10th. Oh, good. That'll be, right, that'll be right before we go to um, Star Wars Celebration. So That'll so be something watch to watch it. on the plane. <laughs> well, assuming you've got Wi-Fi on the plane. Usually long flights like that, because I think we're doing a non-stop, usually long flights like that, they'll give you Wi-Fi. Wiffy. <laughs> I'm an old person. <laughs> I say wiffy. <laughs> uh, well, one of the other big rumors I'd seen that came out this week, I wanted to bring it up even though it's kind of been debunked now, is there was a big rumor coming that Batman v Superman was going to be split into two parts, where uh, part one would come out in October and be called uh, in, uh, Enter the Night, and night would be spelled as in the Dark Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T and Part 2 being Dawn of Justice coming out in the release date in 2016, we already know. The internet blew up on that, and everyone was reporting this like it was news, and then putting a line on a big caveat being, this could just be Photoshop, but we wanted to let people know, which I thought was kind of ridiculous, that one fake thing out there did that. Well, Henry Cavill did send an interview that Batman v Superman will not be two parts. So if you're one of those people that read one of those articles, took it as the gospel truth, it's not happening. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's shop. That's not real. <laughs> yeah, that's photoshopped, guys. Good job, guys. Good job, press, for uh, figuring that out. Yeah. Look at your sources. Why well, I mean, we in the way they kind of did it on some of those, they tried to caveat it, like, oh, this might be photoshopped, but we should really report it to you. Like, no, you wanted the clicks. That's mm -hmm. why you wrote this. Clickbait is terrible. Um, there is like, there's some, sometimes I'll be on Facebook and I'll click on a link and then I'll be like, oh look, look at all these pop-ups. Fuck. Because I'll be on my phone. It's like, uh, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. So SP's brought up a point in the chat room. You were saying you were hoping that uh, Daredevil's better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He goes, well, I think it's gotten progressively much more awesome. It's mid-season finale was amazing. I will eventually give Agents of Shield another try. Just where? How much have you seen so far? Um, the first episode. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. There is the first half of Agents of Shield's first season was just set up. It didn't really get good until Captain America. Yeah, that's what I'm told, and it's just you got to get through that first you know, half of the season, and I'm like, I know, but I'm powering through Supernatural right now, and it's I'm not enjoying it, so I'm like, I don't want to not enjoy another show that I'm watching. <laughs> I'm just glad we got you to watch Arrow, I'll be honest. I did what I have watched Arrow, and now I'm attached to Arrow, and I'm attached to Flash. I really, like, I can't stress it enough, I really like Constantine. I really like the the spooky like, creepy monster of the week kind of thing that it's got going, but it's also got this really cool overarching thing where, you know, hell's coming and it's coming to Earth and I'm super excited and, like... Well, so, so you know how you can help Constantine and get some press out on it and things like that, Naki? Watch it. <laughs> Watch it, and you can host a podcast and talk about it. Because we um, need one on the network. <laughs> I am only reading Hellblazer for the first time right now. So I've never I don't read know. It. Huh? 
I've never read Hellblazer. Like I read I read a couple issues here and there that I thought were interesting, but I never actually sat down and read it. And now I'm reading it for the first time and I the guy who have they have playing Constantine is perfect. <laughs> like he's really good at it. Um but it was it's I, I, I can't take on another podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm in four classes. I'm working 30 hours a week. Oh, well, probably more because I'm going to go back to the comedy club. And i got to do homework. <laughs> Those are all valid points. So uh, SP in the chat room is asking, did we watch the Agent Carter premiere? I told him that I did, but you had not. Did I speak I, incorrectly? No, you did not speak incorrectly. I did not see the Agent Carter premiere. With, without uh, getting into spoilers, let me tell you, it's really fun. It feels like 1940s, 1950s spy story type stuff. It's just fun. Um, I fully intend on watching Agent Carter, mostly because, you know, I'm I'm of the lady type, and I'm all like, yeah, ladies! And, um... And Haley Atwell kicks ass in that show. She is fantastic. She's got the good comedic timing. She's She's really good in the role. It's well worth watching. She's one of those people that I feel weird about just because I'm like, she has this like perfect skin and I'm like, can I, I just want to touch your face. Like your face is just pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weird. <laughs> I get weird feelings about people like that. <laughs> There's only seven more episodes left. Well, no, six more episodes because technically they combined the first two episodes into one, they're calling it a seven-part series. There's only another six episodes left this season. And I don't know where they're going with it, but it's really kind of cool the way they've tied it into the early Marvel stuff. There's a couple flashbacks to uh, to Captain America. They've brought back the Howard Stark actor from Captain America who's actually in the show, and they brought in Jarvis. And Jarvis is fantastic. Now, is it... Is it going to be a continuing series, or is this just a mini-series? I think it depends on how the ratings go. Right now they're calling it a seven-part event or something like that, and if the ratings are good, I think they will continue with the series. And what I will tell you right now is the ratings for the premiere of Agent Carter have been better than any of the ratings of Season 2 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, there you go. (laughs) I know more people who are interested in Agent Carter than I do for people who actually watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm, yeah, I mean, I was interested based off what I'd seen in the Marvel one-shot. I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, okay, this is pretty solid. And it's been kind of fun for me watching on Twitter the fact that a Mark Guggenheim, one of the showrunners of Arrow, has been plugging that show. And I was like, why is that going on? And I found out, oh, his wife is the showrunner of Agent Carter, so they've been plugging each other's shows online. Nice. Which is kind of fun. Uh, Stargate Pioneer brings up, he says, Haley's a brawler, as in uh, Haley Atwell. Yeah, she kicks some ass in that show. And he goes, I want to see Haley Atwell versus Ming-Na Wen. So... That would be badass. The cavalry versus one of the first agents. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, Ming Na Wen's character in uh, Agents of Shield. Now I'm having Agent May from Agents of Shield versus uh, Agent Carter is what he wants oh, okay. to see. See now I understand. I understand your English. Yay! I speak English. I speak Kittenese. Yeah, meow, 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 meow. How, how does that relate to like Wookie? Does that mean you can speak Wookie? No. No. <laughs> I just did that. I just did that. I'm so happy that happened. So oh, I'm gonna seg us on to another topic real quick. Did you see the Ant Man trailer that premiered with Agent I Carter? I did. 
So, all right, I'm going to ask what you thought of it first, because I've been unpopular with my opinion. I am torn. Like, this could either be good or absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm decidedly meh. The trailer does nothing for me. I was like, okay, I get to see Ant-Man in costume. That's cool. I get to see some Ant-Man effects, but I'm like, this trailer is boring. Yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with the hype that like the Avengers trailer did, or, um, you know, like right. it was just kind of like, eh. or I Star Wars. That, yeah, I'm not saying that because I dislike Ant-Man or anything like that. I'm just. There's nothing in that trailer that makes me go, God, i got to see this movie, other than the fact it has the Marvel Studios logo. And the fact that, like, even the Guardians of the Galaxy one, and I didn't, I never really liked the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Like, I was more excited for that trailer than I was for this one. And That like, one was fun. Like, they used old music, and they got you pulled in. Like, the music and the tone on this trailer just, it wasn't very exciting. And I guess there's a couple fan edits floating around where all they've really done is change the background music, and kind of reorder the trailer a little bit, the people are saying are fantastic. Like, I think, I don't know. Like, I've never really had an interest in Ant-Man. I, I did read The Amazing, I think it was The Amazing Ant-Man, or something like that. It's one of the, the 90s books. And I remember reading it, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. It would be kind of cool to shrink down to size. But that was it. Like, I don't, I don't particularly have any, like, fond memories of Ant-Man or anything like that. Um... I think Paul Rudd was an odd choice, but... But he kind of works for the Scott Lang character. Yeah, he does. I mean, because you're... Uh, Hank Pym is, in fact... Um, wow, brain fart. Michael Douglas, who's playing Hank Pym. And he gets most of the voiceover work in this trailer. I mean, this trailer is very voiceover heavy. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that bothered me. Was that it was so voiceover heavy when it's like, well, you could show more and not actually give anything away unless you don't have a very long movie on your hands you probably could show more and get away with it and less on the heavy dialogue that comes with it yeah at this point I'm just not sure how good it's going to be it doesn't look terrible but at the same time it doesn't look great to me it's enough for me to go okay there's a Marvel movie coming out I gotta remember to go see that yeah and I'm hoping that the hype of with it will come Forward. I did like the fact that they did the, you know, this is a trailer for ants. You know, that made me laugh. And Well, um, the marketing going into it was hilarious. The movie poster they put out that has the Ant-Man logo on it, like a dot in the center of the screen. Right. Like, that, that to me is really funny. But, like, this movie could either be really, really good or just, just you know, a flat line for Marvel, which would be the first. So Yeah, <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is at this point, I've had my doubts on Marvel projects before, and they've proven me wrong. So they have bought my goodwill. I will go see this movie. Even if I've watched a couple trailers later, and I'm just like, eh, I'm still going to see it because Marvel's bought my goodwill. It's true. I mean, there isn't by anything by Marvel that I've extremely been like, nah, fuck this, this is terrible. You know, and, and that doesn't I'm count for man of steel. <laughs> Yeah, like I still, I'm, I am 99% positive I'm not going to see Superman vs. Batman. Oh, and, I'm going to see it. And then you're going to hate it, and then you're going to bitch about it. No, because I want to see it and be like, hey, Ben Affleck's not bad like everyone thought he was going to be. I think he got run over unfairly for being cast as Batman. I agree. Now, I fully admit I was one of those ones that was like, I don't see it, but I wasn't like, oh, this is fucking terrible, don't do it. So I, I'm curious to see how he pulls the role off. 
that's not why I'm I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it because it's you know, it this is the same universe as Man vs. Steel. Well fuck this. I or Man of Steel. Not Man vs. Steel. God I'm tired. Um <laughs> Um, I hated Man of Steel that much that I'm just like I'm not going to see it. Like I, if it's the same universe, if it's the same tone, if it's just this dark, gritty tone, then I'm not going to see it. Because like it worked for Batman, it worked for the Christopher Nolan films, but it didn't work for Man of Steel because he is supposed to be this big blue Boy Scout and he's a symbol of hope. He's supposed to be, like, the symbol of hope, the the big blue Boy Scout. He's supposed to be the good guy. And Man of Steel was just like, I'm going to destroy everything. And I'm like, why? That was a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't have a very good... I don't have a high rating for, for Zack Snyder. Nor so. do I. Uh, let's see. Going back in the chat room, uh, Drassman said he wants to see the Wasp. The rumor is you will see the Wasp use powers in the movie, and if you watch the trailer, you'll see Evangeline Lilly in there as a character named Hope Van Dyne, who is rumored to be the son of Janet, not son, the daughter of Janet Van Dyne and uh, Hank Pym, and will supposedly be the Wasp in the movie. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen a bunch of rumors. And he go, Dressman also said, I think Naki has a lady boner for Chris Pratt, and that's why she's excited by Guardians. Well, I mean, I, we just started watching Parks and Recreation, um, that is Keith and I's current show that we watch together. Like we all, we we go and we watch our our separate shows. But right now, Parks and Rec, since we finished Scrubs, is is our show we're watching together. And um, yeah, the lady boner continues. I mean, you can't blame me. Look at that man. Look at him. He's hilarious. <laughs> he can sing. He can dance. And he could do hair. I can't. I can't not like him. <laughs> Lady yeah. boners abroad. Lady boners indeed. Um, what was the other thing I had in the chat room? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, Draftsman also said, I was personally on the fence about Guardians. I knew they could do an adventure movie. He goes, but I'm wondering what the Ant-Man movie is gearing to be. The rumor was when Edgar Wright was doing it, it was going to be more like a heist movie. And I have no idea what the route is they're going right now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I had a train of thought and then I lost it. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. So while you're thinking about it, uh, Stargate Pioneer said, I have to go see Ant-Man because you know I have a Marvel podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if you Sucker. wanted more <laughs> talk on the Ant-Man trailer, presumably, and the Agent Carter premiere, go check out Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the Gun and Geek Network. They went in-depth on Agent Carter this week. Sucker. With our good friend, the operator. Yeah, I like him. Op is a good guy. Did you get your train of thought while I was uh, randomly segueing? Mm, no. It's gone forever. Um, gone forever. Yeah, it's gone forever. But on the plus side, we get new Star Wars and new Avengers this year, so we've got that going for us, which is nice. And new Ant-Man this year. You get two Marvel flicks. Everyone tends to forget about Ant-Man because of, you know, Avengers. But we were just talking about Ant-Man. <laughs> Oh, I know, but just in general, that it's coming out this year is more what I'm meaning. Everyone's like, oh, I know Ant-Man's coming, but they kind of forget the fact that, hey, we get that before we get Avengers, don't we? No, I no. think Ant-Man's... No, it's after Avengers, I'm sorry. Brain I was going to say, Avengers is first, and then Ant-Man is later summer. That's right. Well, I need to check now. Now I think I'm wrong. No, I think Avengers is May, 
And then Ant Man is August. Yeah, you're right. Uh, July is Ant Man right now. Oh, July. Okay. July seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Some someone's at my house. I can hear that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I don't have much other news left. Uh, one of the things I did want to bring up, though, just real quick, because the internet blew up and I didn't care one way or another, is they cast the lead in a Ghost in the Shell movie and it's Scarlett Johansson, and people got pissy. And I, was I like, am one of those people who got really pissy. I was like, I don't really care. She's got the action chop. She can probably do it. Who cares? It's not that. That's not the reason that I'm pissy. Ghost in the Shell, this is the same thing that I had the issue with with the Akira casting. These movies are very, 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 very he- heavy on the fact that these take place in Tokyo or in Japan in general, and these are Asian movies. These are like we understand. Like my friend, my friend and I were talking about this. Like I am, I am of the Asian descent. She is uh, from Taiwan. We understand if you cannot get a full-on Japanese cast, but at least cast Asian actors because America can't tell the difference between the different type of Asians anyways, and I hate saying that, but it's true. It is very, very, very insulting that we are whitewashing films that are very heavy on the fact they are taking place in Tokyo, in Japan, in feudal Japan, in feudal China, like... These movies are getting whitewashed because they don't think that they'll sell if they have Asian actors in it. I think and they're that's just the going thing for that pisses us off. More than anything. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily whitewashing, but more they're just going for a big name out there. No, because they they, they whitewash the whole cast. Like they've actually okay. announced more of the cast and it's all white women and okay. we're all yeah. sitting there like to be fair, I haven't followed it much, but <laughs> I was like Scarlett Johansson, that seems like a solid pick for me for an action heavy movie. There are a lot of Asian women who are action, like um, the chick who played, I can't think of her name, um, the chick who played Mako Mori uh, in Pacific Rim, for one, um, Rim, it starts with an R, I can't think of her name, why can't I think of her name? Um, You've also got, you know, the entire cast of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is still um, active in cinema, you've got Jet Li, you've got Jackie Chan, I'm not saying that those are the perfect, but I mean, you've got so many Asian actors that are also action that we're like sitting like the Asian community just sits there and are like I'm not trying to stir the pot here and I'm not trying to be ignorant but do you have so Scarlett Johansson is the box office draw that's why they went that route I'm not necessarily saying that's good bad and different do you have someone comparable that would be the draw Equated to Scarlett Johansson, why? I don't. I'm wording this really poorly, and I'm not trying to. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and I understand that studio execs, like they see Scarlett Johansson, they're like green light right away. The thing that the thing that pisses people off, and this goes for people of color, people of different descent. Um, this goes for women. This goes for a lot of it. Is that they're not even given the chance to get that draw, though. Like, you say Ghost in the Shell, you've got this huge anime following behind it. Like, this Ghost in the Shell is a a cult. Like, people are ridiculously obsessed with Ghost in the Shell. And, like, I'm not one of those people. Like, that, I really like Ghost in the Shell. Um, I thought it was a really, really interesting take on, you know, futuristic humanity and how all this is going to happen. 
And I thought that was really, really, really cool. Um, you've got a huge following already just by saying Ghost in the Shell. You don't need sure. the box office draw of Scarlett Johansson. Okay. I mean, I was just, I'm just trying to... No, I, no, I understand. I understand. I, I'm not trying to be argumentative in, in what I'm saying. I'm just... It's, it's one of those things that is really frustrating to me that people aren't even given the shot to be the box office draw. Like, they're just saying, oh, well, this is this is kind of weird, so we got to put this person here, and it's going to make it better. And it's like, well, no. Like, Scarlett Johansson, yes, she does have the action chops, and I'm glad that she's getting these roles, but, like, it was the same thing with... What was that movie that she did recently where she was a woman who got taken, and they suddenly Lucy. she was using... Lucy. Um, that was another movie that was originally made in... I want to say Korea, or maybe it was Japan. I don't know. Either way, it was another movie that they took and like the entire the rest of the cast was Asian, and they put her in the front, and it didn't and she it didn't technically make any sense because she should have been an Asian woman too because she's somebody who lives in whatever country it takes place. I think it's Japan, um, where she's a woman who's supposed to like live in that country and like not as like a tourist or anything like that. They rewrote the story so she was a tourist over there and we're just like, why? Like if the the movie had would have made more sense if it was, you know, the somebody who lives there. And this sure. was you know. So yeah, it was it was it's just one of those things where they're like, Well, we don't have any other action chicks right now, so we're gonna do Scarlett Johansson and it's like No. <laughs> well, very well could be, but for our Devil's advocate here. I don't know anything about Ghost in the Shell, but I hear Scarlett Johansson's doing an action movie. It has me a little bit interested. Right. But, like, did you see Lucy? I wanted to. I never got to see it. That was the problem. It was on my list, and life got in the way of getting to go see it. But, yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, she might have a name that, like, gets people interested, but if it doesn't... Lucy didn't have a draw. Like, Lucy, its actual numbers weren't very good. No. And it's like, you're doing it again. Like, that's literally, they're just, from what I'm understanding, from everything that I've read, they're basically just doing Lucy again, just calling it Ghost in the Shell. Okay. See, I, like I said, I haven't read much about it. I just saw the internet blow up, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a very, it was a frustrating moment for, for people like me who advocate, you know, using different races, using women in more positive light, and... It was just a very frustrating, sad even moment for us, and it's like, you know, I'm, I get, I have problems because getting cast into things, not because I'm a terrible actress or anything like that. Like I've had people tell me, like, no, you're great at this, but we're looking for somebody who has more of a draw than you. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, well, you know, we have a hard time casting people of color, and I'm like, I'm not even that dark, I and mean, you can't really tell. Like most people think that I'm Hispanic, mm -hmm. and that's fine, <laughs> but. <laughs> It gets very frustrating. It's like, uh, so they'll they'll tell me, oh, we're not casting Hispanic roles. Well, I'm not. Oh, but you look it, so no. I'm like, gotcha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just a it's one of those things that it's a it's one of those concepts that is near and dear to my heart because it's I know of people in the theater and in the in the industry itself of acting that get turned down for roles constantly because of the way they look. And it's like, but they're if they're even if they're fantastic and they really embody that role, they won't get picked for that part because 
they don't think that they're they can be sold because they're not white and that happens a lot <laughs> and I don't think people understand it unless they're in it and or of a different race where they see it all the time no you're probably right and I don't mean to sound like you're ignorant or anything like that. That's not what I'm well, trying to say. I admit this is not a topic I'm well-versed on. <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old white dude, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you have the advantage over me. I am a minority woman, so... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I only had one story left, and it's just it kind of is entertaining to me. It's another example of Marvel giving the finger to someone who owns the movie rights to one of their characters. If you're not, if you're familiar, you already know they canceled the Fantastic Four book before the Fantastic Four movie came out. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys might know that there's a Deadpool movie coming out starring Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're killing Deadpool now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so they're like, they're like, fuck you, Fox. Fuck you. <laughs> Which I'm hoping that they do a death of Deadpool way better than what they did for Death of Wolverine. But oh, Wolverine's death was terrible. They did say uh, it'll be in Deadpool number 250, which is technically number 45 of the current series. That Deadpool dies. It's technically the 250th book total, so that's why it's Deadpool 250. Oh. Gotcha. This will happen in April. He'll die. Now, who knows how long it'll stick for. But I give it a week. <laughs> uh, I say wait until about six months after the Deadpool movie. Yeah, well, I mean, no character stays dead, and I think that's part of my frustration with the comic book industry. It's like, they're like, Nightcrawler's dead! Oh, look, just kidding. Oh, yeah. I saw there was an article I was reading on a website. Like, the top ten comic book deaths that don't matter. I'm like, no comic book deaths matter, dude. This article is terrible. He's like, right. death of Captain America doesn't matter. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. The death of Captain America set off some ridiculous things that happen in the Marvel world. It matters. He's just not dead anymore. Yeah. Like, no character actually stays dead. Yeah. Because, like, the death of Captain America was a huge media event. It was all over the news and things like that. And you're like, holy shit, they killed Captain America. I don't care if they undid it a year and a half later. It's still one of those events you're like, holy crap. Right. It is what it is. I remember when that happened and, like, I was single at the time. <laughs> this didn't work on me. I'm just saying. But I had got. I was um on the dating profiles, and I was looking around, and one of the dating profiles says, "I need somebody to help me through this death of Captain America." <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, you are a winner." But he he turned out like we we were messaging back and forth, and. Uh, he turned out to not be a winner, but <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so, it was a good it was a good hooker. It worked. Or wait, what? Exactly. And <laughs> let's also remember, a uh, Fox just announced a date for a Gambit movie, so be expecting a Death of Gambit announcement sometime soon. Yeah, it's Channing Tatum too. I I don't I'm not interested in it because it's Channing Tatum, and but although he's really good at 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump Street, I could not imagine him with the accent. No, I can't either. Okay. I just saw the solicitation for Deadpool number 250 on here. There's a, all this uh, text about what's going to happen that's really vague, and then they go, also, spoiler, Deadpool dies at the end of the issue. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like how Deadpool like killed the Marvel Universe and then killed himself and killed... Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe is a fantastic book. It is so much fun. It really is. <laughs> Recommended. Like, huh. Five stars. Yeah, it's on sale on Comixology right now. If you haven't seen it, it's like 99 cents an issue. It's a four-issue miniseries, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. 
and it is really fun the way he kills some of those guys. You're like, man, if Deadpool wasn't crazy, he could be deadly. It's true. But he really is deadly, and he's actually... I really like... I Well, I, I don't know if I'm... I haven't been reading it recently, but I really do enjoy Deadpool. Um, I think he's overrated and used way too much, but I do enjoy Deadpool. He's, he's a really fun character. It's very trendy to like Deadpool, and I will say that I started reading Deadpool stuff just so I don't... I can feel like I'm a hipster on Deadpool fandom right here. I did it before everyone else. I remember reading some of his early run books, like right when he started turning comedic with like Joe Kelly writing it. And I was like, this is fantastic. And then I fell off the wagon for a while just because I'd stopped reading comics. Well, Merc with a Mouth was really good. Yes. I mean, if we're talking like dead, old school Deadpool stories, Merc with a Mouth is the, like the classic Deadpool. Yeah, if you go late 90s, early 2000s, there's some really good Deadpool books there, too, that are hilarious. And he, I mean, and the thing is, is that Deadpool also goes through some really like heavy stuff. Like, there's one issue where he gets raped. And there's a couple issues where, you know, he has to deal with um, family issues and he loses uh, his mentor, uh, Blind... Blind Al, was it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Al, or something like that. And he goes through that issue. Like, I mean, he's got some good actual depth to him, too. It's not just it's not just blind comedic humor all the time. And he, you know, you have to remember, he is a cancer patient. He got this mutation because he w- he went in to try and cure his cancer, and he wound up becoming this disfigured uh, mutant, you know. So, I mean, yep. it, he does have an actual, he is actually interesting. But they implanted Wolverine's healing ability into him to cure his cancer, and then it mutated randomly, and that's why his skin is so messed up, is because of the mutation of his cancer with Wolverine's healing factor. He's constantly healing. He's like a big tumor, basically. Yeah. Because he, he continues a, to... He is literally a walking tumor. But it also makes him immune to uh, mind reading. Neither here nor there. <laughs> He's got multiple voices in his head anyways. Until you get to the uh, Deadpool versus Marvel Universe, then it's only one. Then it's only one. Then it's only one. So look at the time. It's probably time for us to start wrapping up because we're hitting our hour mark. Boy, we rambled about a lot of stuff this week, didn't we? It was pretty random this week, but you and I have not hosted a show, just the two of us, in a long time. It's generally pretty yeah. rando when we're in charge. It is. It but is. For those that are familiar with the show, we normally wrap up the show by sharing what we've been getting into, what we plan on getting into. Basically, our attempt to get you hooked on some of the things we're hooked on. So, Naki, what have you been getting into, and what do you plan on getting into? Uh, this week we played a lot of Borderlands the pre-sequel. We are almost done with our second, well, it's my second character. I think it's, oh no, it's Keith's second character too. Um, I have played out the Handsome Jack Doppelganger pack, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, highly recommend just for the fact that, like, you get, you get new dialogue, you get a whole new side of the story, and then the thing that's, that's really fun about it is that you really can solo this character, um, a lot of the, well, since Borderlands 2, these games have been very heavy on playing with a party. Um, this character you can play by yourself, and it's kind of awesome because I, I like to solo play. Um, on top of that, I have been relaxing because I start school this week, so I've just been like, no. Um, last night we played this game called Formula D. It is a tabletop racing game. And you get to choose. You can either be a street racer or a Formula One racer. And uh, 
you basically roll to it's 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 like a roll it, it's strategy and a rolling to for luck game. It's a good combination of both. It's a lot of fun. Um, you crash cars, you you blow up your engine, you go through like all this hell to try and get through one lap of a Formula One race. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We did that last night. Um, we also um, we saw the new Hobbit movie. That that's a thing that happened. They walked in, it, I heard. There actually there wasn't as much walking as the Lord of the Rings movies. I think I have now seen all three Hobbit movies, and I think there is an hour and a half of story. Well, it is the shortest book made in the three movies. Exactly. Like I have, I have thoughts on the Hobbit. If you actually want to hear them or talk to me about them, let me know. But I've got thoughts <laughs> on the Hobbit. Um, and then uh, I have been reading. Like I said earlier, I've been watching Supernatural, and I've been reading Hellblazer. Um, I might pick up uh, reading Horns again, uh, just because I really like that book, and I've been wanting to read it lately. So. It's not That's a bad reason. I so I, I did. What have I been getting into? Um, I started watching Scrubs again because Naki mentioned it and put it in my head. So that's why I've been watching what I've been cooking in the evenings. I still love Scrubs. that show. And then I've been playing on my iPad. I haven't been playing a ton of games, but I've been playing Papers, Please on my iPad. It is a really good game. It was originally like a Steam game or whatever, but the premise is you're a checkpoint guard in some Soviet bloc era country and you basically have to check everyone's papers to go through and you have to make decisions as to whether I should break the rules for this guy with a sob story to come through or whether I should help the resistance because anytime you make one of those choices it might get you killed and your family killed. So it's kind of a weird dystopian outlook on things but it's dark but it's really intriguing to try and skim that balance between getting yourself arrested and trying to help overthrow a terrible government. That could be really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like it was like three ninety nine, I think, on the app store. So I bought it. I've been playing it on my iPad. I think you can get it on Steam as well. Really fun game, but you sometimes miss some of the most obscure things. It's like you got to make sure that the passport date's not expired, your vaccination record dates aren't expired or forged. So you've got to start getting into a groove on these things, and it's a it's intriguing. It's also really tedious sometimes. You're like, oh my god, he's got six thousand papers to look at. It's just, it's an oddly, it's a different game, but it's fun. I guess that's the best way of putting it. And I was going to play Mass Effect 3 this week, but I haven't been able to because my TV's been taken over as my girlfriend decided to start playing Mass Effect 2 and doing the comic to start it, and she beat it last night and is doing some of the DLC. I'm like, holy shit, you beat Mass Effect 2 in like four days. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, now you know why it's so addicting. And I guess she's probably going to end up starting Mass Effect 3 today if she beats the last of the DLC. So it's been kind of fun to watch someone else go through and play it. And you see them making a decision, and I'm trying really hard not to say anything. I'm like, that's the wrong choice. Don't do it. You're going to get people killed. And I'm sitting don't. there, I'm biting my tongue. No, don't it's, do that. It's because I'm a Mass Effect fanboy. I've played it through far too many times. Far too many times. Yeah, I still haven't played it. It's, it's a fun one. <laughs> Um, let's see. You lie. You lie. I've been stuck in the fucking Citadel for years. I told you, just skip the first game and do the motion comic. Motion comic is a whopping $3, and it does the story of Mass Effect 1 and lets you make the choices. I will give you the $3. (laughs) (laughs) No. I am on the stance of no. (laughs) 
All right, fair enough then. So as we wrap things up, I did have one last news story I wanted to share here. If you want to see the latest Avengers Age of Ultron trailer, it debuts tomorrow at 8.30 on ESPN and as part of the national championship game for college football. See how Disney's leveraging their other properties right here? It's been... <laughs> They're going to get a bunch of people who don't care about football to watch the first 20 minutes of the game so they can see the Avengers trailer. That's true. I think that's hilarious to me. I'm going to watch part of that game anyways, but the trailer just guarantees I'll watch the first 20 minutes of that game. There you go. But I think that is going to wrap us up for this week. This has been episode 141 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, I can do math. Math is hard. Yeah, I can do math. It's bad that I had to pause like that. We do that every Sunday over at live.atgnpodcast.com. You can also find the podcast after the fact over at atgmpodcast.com or gunnageeknetwork.com. And you can find a ton of other great podcasts if you want to hear something about, I don't know, The Flash or Arrow or Walking Dead or just other nerdy news. Go over to gunnageeknetwork.com and we got a crap ton of other podcasts there for you guys to check out. Literally, a crap ton. Maybe even a metric crap ton. What a cluster jam. A cluster jam. I like it. I like it. So uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Unless, not, you got any parting thoughts for us? I'm really hungry, so if we could wrap this up, that'd be great. <laughs> so because Naki's hungry, we're getting the hell out of here. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern over at live.atgnpodcast.com. And until then, guys, have a good one. Hasta la bye-bye. I like that. Hasta la bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find All Things Good and Nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.